Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey yo. And today we're going to be talking about Epic losing money on their current plans, Outriders wiping everybody's inventory, Ubisoft having to drop off some old games, uh, and some comic book announcements. But first, Jonathan, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? Playing, I am still on Satisfactory, but this week, uh, you know, newborn son, baby bonding time, I've been home more, and mm-hmm. when he's napping, instead of doing the smart thing of me taking a nap as well, uh, I've been spending more time on Satisfactory, so I've been making some good headway. I'm deep into oil production, which is great, nice. making plastic from rubber. I actually got far enough into it where I decided to just demolish all of my production of, of oil and, and redo it in a more organized fashion. Yeah. Uh, once you start doing the math and you realize that, oh crap, this is way inefficient. Let me let me redo that. So, uh, yeah, making some good headway on Satisfactory. I've been watching uh, more Star Trek as always, mm-hmm. uh, but also Arrested Development. I just got into season four, or I'm about halfway through season four now, and I realized what a huge difference from uh, when Netflix picked them up. Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, and I I, I listened to their podcast with the uh, uh, Smart List with Jason Bateman and um, Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett on it. Yeah, and so they they've mentioned that before, but I never got to that season yet. So it was. It was pretty funny to to see that, but it's a really good show. Uh, and also, just watch uh, one of the new Jumanjis, uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah, a couple days ago. I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that soon. That'll be on a uh, uh, sloop. We're gonna finally finally get Jonathan to watch a Jumanji. We're gonna make a sloop out of it. Yeah. How about you? What you been watching? What you been playing? Uh, rewatching Shit's Creek because I need to see the final season, so I'm doing that right now. Uh, playing Fortnite and Satisfactory. Uh, for Fortnite. We're going to talk about it later on, guys, but there is a comic book tie-in. So if you guys pick up, there, there's doing a Batman comic book tie-in with Fortnite pretty soon. Next week, I think, actually. <laughs> um, so if you guys pick up the Batman comics where he actually like visits the, the Fortnite world, you get a free skin every week that comes out. Uh, the final one is Batman himself. I think all, if not most, these skins have already released in the past, but you don't have to worry about the RNG of getting it again. It's just going to come in the comic book. And for comics, I've been reading Super Sons. They brought back super sons and it's just such a fantastic comic it is probably my favorite comic of the last 10 plus years has been the super sun franchise so i'm happy that they're back and it's been really really good all right let's get into our patrons we want to uh thank you our executive producers marco sunny scott fly pirate and kevin and then i want to give a special shout out to pod nation pod nation is one of the podcast communities that we're a part of and they've always been supportive and it's a really good community uh, but this week we had on uh, last Saturday we had our meet and greet, our very first meet and greet. So I got to meet with a lot of other podcasters, and it was just really cool to kind of, you know, hear some feedback on how, on how they do things and share how we do things, and uh, kind of a back and forth because for podcasters, and and what was nice is most of the podcasters that showed up were like the three year podcasters, so they were the vets that have been there for a while. So there was a lot of discourse about how hard it is in, uh, to stay through a pandemic keep podcasting because of course when nobody's communicating or commuting to work it's hard to you know listen to podcasts so all the numbers drop for everybody um but it was really good talking to people and the passion and stuff like that so pod nation if you guys happen to be a podcaster check out uh at pod nation pods i think it is or just hashtag pod nation everything it's a really great community and you got to check it out yeah all right uh last bit of housekeeping before we get underway with the news uh we have our comic book giveaway winners from last week yeah, both of our winners here that uh, retweeted the special tweet to retweet. Uh, first is Hazar Kirken. Hazar Kirken, you guys, you won the first one. You won the sports comic book, which was really good. It's actually probably my favorite of the two that we're giving away. Uh, the other winner is the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. Great name. 
you guys have won the other one, which is the Hansel and Gretel. Actually, weirdo, that's a good name for them because that Hansel and Gretel one. <laughs> that's pretty it's a crazy. Little weird. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations, guys, on your new comic books. We will get a hold of you for your address and get those shipped ASAP. The um, Scott won our Patreon one, so congrats to Scott as well. Nice. Let's get into the news. Epic is losing money left and right. Uh, during this like lawsuit that's been going on with Apple, you remember we talked about that before, right, Jonathan, how they're, they're fighting yeah. Apple right now over yeah. Fortnite and where to charge uh, for Fortnite stuff. Uh, during this you know, court battle, uh, filings came out to show that they lost $444 million from uh, giving away games on Epic and securing first-party games. So uh, what that means is like, say like, uh, let's say the new Halo comes out. Halo would definitely not be one of them, but just say a new Halo comes out. Epic is paying more money to make sure it stays on Epic instead of going to Steam or anything else that launches your games for you. So they're offering the 12%, which is already cheaper than everybody else, 12% profit to the developers. Plus they're offering you money just to come to them. And they're doing this thing now, we found out that they're doing these things called minimum guarantees, which means that they're going to say like to a company they want to bring on board, they're going to tell you, like, look, we're going to pay you for whatever, a million copies sold, whether or not a million copies sell. And then if you mm-hmm. sell more than a million copies, we'll give you the additional funds. If you don't sell up to the million copies, congratulations, you just won. So it's this crazy situation where it's just like, you guys are forking over cash. Of course, all this money comes from Fortnite. Jonathan, why? I mean, it doesn't make sense to me that they're doing this. I mean, it's just it's so much money being thrown out the window. Do you think this is the proper way to try to become stronger than Steam, the other video, big video game launcher on on a PC? I, I don't think it's the safe way. I don't think it's the traditional way, what we're used to seeing, but they're they're working in the industry like a shark. They are yeah. huge now and they're they're really moving. So I think this is proven successful for them so far. Whether they can recoup that 444 million, you know, over the next couple of years. And if if it's gonna pay out in the long run, we still have to wait and see. But I think so far, I mean, we're seeing that that it's working in their in their favor so yeah on that fact uh, apple is claiming that look epic is willing to lose money to uh, be ruthless in the in the markets um they're trying to force that that statement out there and epic is saying no 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 this is an investment we're going to be solvent by 2023 mm. i don't know how i don't you know okay so <laughs> here's my question okay now for me they are actually pulling me individually over quite a bit for you do you feel like there's enough on Epic where you're starting to use Epic more than Steam right now? Absolutely. I actually just fired up Steam. Oh, we really? played a game uh, yesterday and I had to do some updates because I hadn't opened Steam in so long. Yeah. Um, I've been, I mean, I don't play a wide selection of games, but uh, I think I haven't, I haven't opened Steam in months. So I've been using Epic lately. And I know Epic was, was the small dog, was just kind of very simple, didn't have much on it. But now... To me, it's Epic and Steam are side by side. They're the two. Yeah. That's the, you know, Apple and, and Samsung kind of thing. They're very neck and neck. So that's yeah, to say that to say that this is is working, I think it's it's perfect. They're right up there. If they didn't use this kind of tactic and, you know, get get all these really popular games, you know, dedicated to them, then they probably wouldn't have any a chance to compete against such a, a giant like Steam. So I don't want to see Steam lose and and you know fall apart or whatever any anything like that. Yeah. I think it's great to have two big dogs competing because the only people that really went out of it is us that they're fighting to try and you know get our attention and get good content out there and keep the developers engaged. So 
I think it's a it's a win win. Yeah, I, I actually am playing Epic a lot myself as well. Uh, Satisfactory, as we were talking about before, is on Epic. The free games are so tempting. Matter of fact, the week you guys are listening to this episode, Alien Isolation comes out on Thursday for free for everybody. So make sure you guys grab that really great game. I'm going to save that for Halloween. That'll be our Halloween stream. Uh, but they are winning me over too. It's just such a risky gamble to like throw so much cash out there. And as long as Fortnite is carrying them, they're fine doing it. During the release filings, the numbers show that they had sold 700 million uh, in, in games, but only about 200 million was from exclusives. So the 440 that they're putting in towards exclusives, which is the main thing, and then of course the free games, isn't even actually equaling out to the money that they're bringing in from it. So they're actually just straight up losing money from that program altogether. Uh, hopefully this works out. It's real tough. I think it sounds like you and I are both kind of okay with Epic doing good, but there are still so many games that I have on Steam that it's hard to just shut it off. Do you notice between the two that one of them embraces uh, indie games more? I I don't remember what titles are on which of the two because I don't know. I, I check them out. They, they seem pretty similar to me. Steam has always been like the indie game hub just because it's got so many games, but mm-hmm. Epic is stepping up there. And then with their 12% cut versus Steam's uh, 20, 30, or 30, 25, 20 cut. I think Epic is still the better place to take your indie game, but to get more eyeballs on it, you have to go Steam because Steam still is the bigger dog. And everybody's got their granddaughters or whatever on there. They're the games that they've been playing for a long time, they're already on Steam. So it's really hard for them to make the switch over on, on classic games. It's going to have to be more and more of these new games that come out that make people switch over. And a great example, again, on Satisfactory, they were part of the exclusivity deal. They were on there for the one year, and this exclusivity deal expires after one year. So now they're on Steam right now. They just came out on Steam not long ago. And for those who are waiting, you have access to it. Was it worth it for Epic? It was for you and I. If we're the test samples, it was it worked for us because that's one of the big reasons we're over there. But for many others, it might not have been. They might have waited. Uh, I wonder between the two of them if they're if at some point because they're they seem so similar and they're doing very, you know, they're both doing very good in their industry right now. I wonder if they're going to start to peel apart from each other and find a way to differentiate themselves, especially Epic, because they're trying to come up, they're trying to get attention, they're trying to become a new competitor in this field, uh, yeah. but they don't seem like they necessarily have a key feature or, or you know, something that makes them really stand out uniquely. Um, so that's why I was wondering, like, maybe indie games or maybe uh, beta games or or streaming something, if they maybe partnered with Twitch or somebody like that, maybe... Mm-hmm something to really make them unique but i don't know maybe we'll have to wait and see yeah that's a good idea we'll have to workshop some ideas on features they could add to stand out like maybe social media integration would be really good something Mm -hmm. like that because there are definitely things that each library each platform are missing that the other one is thriving in and so trying to find a way to patch up both of them would be a good thought process uh we'll have to we'll have to do that and come up with some good ones at some point Next up, Outriders updates are wiping inventory. Now, this update was just recently fixed, so you should be good now on Outriders. But this game has been huge ever since April 1st it released. But in this latest update that was fixing a lot of uh, their multiplayer issues, it wiped hundreds of hours of gameplay, all of people's inventories for many, many players. Uh, they, of course, were frustrated. The people uh, over at uh, Square, Fien- Square Enix and People Can Fly, the two developers, we promise that they're going to fix it as quick as possible. And they're also giving away some merch. So they're giving away the frustration emote, which was funny because they actually planned on that coming out already. And they're like, well, this is unfortunately good timing. 
So you guys can have the frustration emote, and then you're going to get some titanium, which is their currency in game, and a level appropriate legendary weapon. So you guys are going to get some cool swag coming your way, and they're trying to fix the the bug now of getting everybody back to inventory and stuff like that. So things are cooking. Jonathan, what is the worst bug you've ever experienced in a game? I, I've been thinking about this, and I can't. I, and as much as I play beta games and stuff like that, I, I love you know testing games out. And I can't think of a specific bug, and I think part of it is I don't honestly, as terrible as it is, I don't report them. Um, yeah, I'll just reset the save or or you know go without. But um, I can only think of you know games where I I die or do stupid things, but it's just operator error. It's not necessarily a bug in the game. Um, I mean, I remember back in early Call of Duty days, you would or, or Call of Duty and Halo, you would watch YouTube videos to learn how to phase through walls in certain points and get yeah. to special. But I mean, those are like not. Necess- I wouldn't even consider that a bug. I mean, it's a it's a hack in the game or something like that. But um, yeah, I can't think of any that really caused me you know issues like like they're reporting with this losing yeah. all your you know, inventory and stuff. For uh, me, uh, yeah, on Ark there was. We played early days, right? And mm-hmm. that's when the game was its best. Um, there was a real big issue of falling through the falling through the earth. And then you would just like just keep falling. It there was like endless water around you, so you could swim. And the idea was like if you could swim to a river, the river actually dips below the earth. And so you're able to like swim out into the river and then back on a land. But sometimes people you have uh like so much energy before you start to just straight up drown. They're like, Well, hopefully I fell through the earth near a river, or else you were screwed. And in Ark, it's so much about the inventory that you have that you would be, you would see days of effort gone just because, oh, I happen to have my nice armor on me. We really don't have a way of setting up armor production really well. So I'm out of luck. I don't have the dinos to farm this material anymore. So that was pretty rough when that would happen. Um, and then, like, also, you would, like, put all this effort into killing a dinosaur. And there was a time when, like, the big brontos and stuff like that, you would put all this effort into killing the dinosaur. And then the dinosaur would just, like, as soon as it dies, it bugged out and just flew up into the air. And so you're like, I needed that meat. Oh, it's done. It's flying above me. <laughs> oh, man. And it was weird because these like big bronzes were like all twisted weird shapes, polygons thrown everywhere. That game was a hot mess in the beginning. But yeah. Uh, do you remember? I've got a really great example. Do you know of any appreciation things that a publisher or a developer has given to their players, either because of a bug or just out of appreciation? Like, here's a freebie because we love you guys. No, I I should. I feel like we've talked about them on on this podcast before too. Things like that, but I can't think of of anything specific. I want to say there was something we talked about on here that Blizzard sent everybody because of a. There it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was the, the last patch or a recent update that was just super disappointing. So they sent everybody some something. Well, they they do tend to give away pets and stuff like that for that. But the thing that Blizzard did that was a really amazing is for players that were subbed. I want to say for ten years. It might have been the ten year mark. If well, maybe the 15 year, if you were subbed the entire time, which, you know, that's a lot of money thrown Blizzard away, to be honest with you. But they gave you a unique statue, which is the same orc statues in front of their headquarters. It's an orc on top of a wolf, a white wolf. They they sent you that statue, a replica of it. And those statues, that particular uh, series of statues are about twelve hundred dollars, a thousand to twelve hundred dollars statues. And they sent them to every player that was subbed the entire time. Really cool move. Of course, they've gotten your money back out of you already. And, you know, who knows what at cost prices are. But I thought that was a pretty cool move on their part just to say thank you. And then, I mean, Blizzard's, you know, in-house appreciation stuff has always been really cool. Where they give shields and swords to employees after they meet like five year marks to give them shields and stuff. But yeah, that was really cool to see the fans get a little bit of a appreciation love for that one. 
Next up, Ubisoft is shutting down old servers. Uh, this is going to be affecting Assassin's Creed 2, Prince of Persia Forgotten Sands, Far Cry 2. Uh, we have the full list on our website. So if you guys want to see if your game got hit, check out our website. What is going to be removed is anything that touches an online server. So all the multiplayer is taken out of your game. Uh, all the like upgradable currency stuff where you have the Ubisoft units and Ubisoft Connect stuff. All those perks are gone. So you have 60 days to spend whatever Ubisoft units or currency you have in those games. Because at the end of the 60 days, it is gone. Uh, so make sure you guys do that now. Jonathan, this really brings up a big question here because online games, they seem to have an expiration date due to their servers. When like I could put in my 1985 uh, Super Mario Brothers and it works like day one if, you know, if the Nintendo's behaving. Uh, in this situation, <laughs> are people getting cheated out because their game is going to expire eventually? Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think that's just something that needs to be, I mean, it, it's got to be worked out because we haven't really talked about this issue much before, but. Uh, I think when you're buying a game or the, you know, the game is being marketed or whatever, that needs to be something that's disclosed is, Hey, you know, this game is coming out in 2020 and it has until, you know, 2030, you got a 10 year window. Well, it's going to be supported for all these online features. Yeah. And after that point, you know, it, X, Y, and Z is going to get cut out and we're just going to have, you know, these, these few other things you could do with your game, but you know, this online support's just not going to be there. Um, or, you know, maybe once we, reach a certain amount of players that drop off or, or something like that because it, it's not it's not right for you to buy something expecting like i'm gonna buy a new call of duty and i'm expecting i can go online and, and play with everybody i'm gonna buy the old call of duty too maybe that was my favorite one and i want to be able to go on and and get in a match you know no problem but now i find out oh well crap they don't support it anymore so there's no online multiplayer option anymore and i can only right. do the campaign i personally play more you know, campaign games and don't really care for the online side as much. But for people that that's the whole reason why they bought the game and then maybe it took five years for them to stop supporting it. Maybe it took six months for a really bad game or something like that. Um, but I think that's something that, you know, it needs to be, it needs to be mentioned at least. I mean, I'm sure you check a box and you agree to all the terms or whatever, but um, yeah, they gotta, they gotta put that out there and make that known that you're going to lose certain features. Yeah, because uh, like what the says, creating all these games that are being shuttered. Uh, the campaigns are still alive. It's just all the online features that are off. That would be a good move is to put it on the back of the box. It's like if you guys remember the old Xbox. I guess they still exist on the back of an Xbox box. You'd have like the orange stuff that would say it's, it's online. Uh, this part would say it's, you know, one to four players, yada, yada. And then it should have like 10 year expiration date or something like that on there. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be really nice. Um, or I would also like an alternative where they're going to allow you to create private servers. So, okay, yeah, we're, gonna, we're no longer going to support it on our end, but here's the source code. If you guys want to, not necessarily the source code, but here's a code that'll let you create your own server where you can host Call of Duty games. or Because Call of Duty 2 is a great example. You and me used to play that a lot back in the day. Uh, yeah. We can't play the same way anymore. That's a forgotten thing now. That, that game is done. So it would be nice to have... Just like make it free. You've gotten your money out of it. And of course, the campaign is still valuable enough to buy the game by itself. But for those of us who are diehard fans, we have something there. Is there a game you can remember where the online feature is no longer available that, that kind of stopped you from playing the game? Um, not really. Like I said, I don't play much of the online uh, side of the games anyways. Or, you know, I like to play games like Minecraft where I just play it by myself. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not kind of a loser, but <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't. I can't think of anything where, especially I don't play long term. I mean, Minecraft right. obviously has been out forever, but 
um, you know, when, when you're playing something multiplayer like Call of Duty, there's always a hot new one coming out. So yeah. it's not that, you know, you're necessarily losing out because you won't have the features of Call of Duty 2. Well, there's a Call of Duty 3 and, and Black Ops and all these new versions coming out. So that's their big hook too is they don't want to support it because it costs them money unless people are playing it. But they also want to get you onto the next one and get you to right. pay that $60 again or whatever it is. So uh, I think that's a big part of it. But yeah, I, I've never had that really be an issue for me. Minecraft does a good job though because anything we make so we have you know of course there's java and windows 10 but speaking of the windows 10 version as we're crafting on our realms say it's like hey you know what let's stop playing the realms we've done this everybody who's on our discord guys could go ahead and join our discord it's in the link below um we've already done it one time where we played online everybody kind of stopped playing so I was like, okay i'm gonna shut down the server for a while why pay for a server nobody's on right and then i download the file onto my computer mm-hmm. and then if we wanted to continue exactly where, where we were at I just upload that game again and everybody's back where they left off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every game that you and I and, and you know, the crew uh, have played online, I have been saving those. So I have, I don't know, somewhere, a backup of all of our old worlds. And um, some of them are broken because updates have broken them. And I think this cave update that's coming up, Caves and Cliffs, hopefully soon coming up, is probably going to shatter everything because it's going to be such a huge update. But yeah, I mean, why not save them? That's a really cool feature that I think other games should do something similar to that. Make it to where you can bring it private. Um, for me, I wanted to play Star Wars Battlefront 2 somewhat recently, a couple months back, and uh, hopped on, and the campaign was available, but if you guys remember, the campaign on that original game was just jumping around from planet to planet. It was a lot of fun, not the same thing, though, and uh, you just cannot play that game online anymore. It's completely shut off, so it's missing isn't something that, there. Isn't that only like three years old? Battlefront 2? No, the original Battlefront 2. Oh, Okay. Remember where so, you and me would be playing in like Tunisia, man. you know, or whatever. It's not Tunisia, but, you know, uh, Tatooine. And, you know, you'd be jumping across oh, the, the buildings. It's the first one where you could be a Sith or a Jedi because, number one, you exactly. couldn't, right? You were just storm. That's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember you would jump over a tunnel or something like that and come in from behind and just decimate everybody. Oh, that was such a good lot. Online move. That was so clean <laughs> yeah. online. People would not know about that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you and I, oh, man, we would go hours on just picking uh, Jango Fett versus Boba Fett on the the clone planet. I can't remember the name mm-hmm. of the clone planet where it's raining the whole time. Yeah, yeah. We would spend hours just trying to hit each other. And, you know, we, of course, perfected the game so much. And, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever the rest of the Separatists are doing, we're fine. It's just you and me versus each other the whole time. And, oh, man, it was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, that's all gone now. We can no longer do that because, you know, this is the new world we live in. And I think that... It'll become a norm, I think, for the next generation. They already don't even think about it any other way. But as online games become retro games and the avenues for playing retro games like emulators and stuff like that, they'll have to change. They'll have to be something. And uh, the market's out there. If somebody could find a way to make an emulated online service, they, they, I mean, they're, they're untouched right now. So we'll have to see. It's, it's a tricky situation that we'll have to find what the new norm's going to be. It's a little interesting there. Do you see a downside from the developer's perspective of allowing you to host your own server after the game's not supported? Yeah, the the reason I don't think they would want to do that is because then I can manipulate the game and mm. I could uh, put things in there that, that they would not approve representing their name. So if, yeah. I, if it's a Call of Duty game, whatever, and if I make it to where there's lasers, we'll just make this a real G-rated thing, but say there's lasers, they're like, well, we wouldn't put lasers in there. That's inaccurate. That's not representing Call of Duty properly. And they would be upset with that. Um, and, and I was thinking perhaps because if you host a server, now you can charge people to join. You know, if you guys join my Patreon, then you'll get the access code to join my server. 
and then you're making money on their product, which I'm sure they don't want. Uh, but as I was thinking while you're talking about that is a, if there was a third party uh, host, you pay a membership to a service that they, that they support or that they, you know, partner with or whatever. And it could be, you know, like, like we use discord, like somebody who's just a, a server and they would work with all the different developers and stuff and say, Hey, yeah. once your game is kind of a dinosaur and it's dead, we're super cheap. Just give us the access to, to, you know, take your files and, and store them. We'll host it for your, your consumers and they pay, you know, five bucks a month or $20 a year or something like that to have access to all these old online yeah. games. The retro servers. Yeah. That's exactly how Epic or Steam could step up and integrate themselves right there. That's a good yeah, move. There you go. Next up, Alexa is now working with your Xbox. This is pretty neat. So Microsoft has announced on April 13th that from Alexa, you could ask. Oh, I'm so glad I got that door shut. <laughs> I was just thinking Alexa would <laughs> go crazy right now. <laughs> um, you could ask her to download. I'm sorry for anybody who's listening on a speaker right, right now, by the way. Um, you could ask her to download games from Xbox Game Pass onto your Series X or Xbox One. Uh, all this requires is for you to go on the Amazon app and connect your Xbox account with your Amazon account. Uh, you can ask the Alexa devices to, you could also ask the Alexa device uh, what games are, are coming up for the Game Pass and what games are leaving the Game Pass because some, you know, they rotate things out sometimes. Uh, do you think this is a sign for the, that the two companies might be teaming up in the future? Like maybe we'll see some uh, Amazon games becoming exclusive to Xbox. Xbox has been aggressive. They got that Bethesda. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good sign. It's always great to see big companies partnering together because, you know, they, they can make great things. I am, I'm surprised to see this though, because I thought, um, I thought Xbox, Microsoft was working with a, like a Cortana program. Didn't they have something where they did yeah. it? It's the same thing as Alexa, but it's Cortana. Right. The thing is Amazon has all the devices. So, uh, Cortana was an attempt really. It's not mm -hmm. really great, but it was on your PC. It's supposed to be a replacement. It's on PC. Works with their version of that. You know how the Windows phones came out, and I was like one of those guys. Who was like, yeah, the Windows phone. I'm on board, and nobody else was. Yeah, it, it was something they were trying, and it's basically fledging now. It's just not working out. Another Zoom. Gotcha. Another. Oh yeah, actually Microsoft <laughs> as well. I had, I bought big on that one too. Yeah, oh, we goodness. both had one. They're like, oh man, yeah. this is the this is the future. It has a, it's <laughs> an iPod with a radio built in it and everything. That's so yeah, nuts. Full, you can put media, three everything. videos on this. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was dumb. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty cool though. I think if they do, if they really do partner up, they should, you don't have to have your whole own, own Cortana thing, but if they do partner a very simple change, they can make us add Cortana as a name yes. option for your Alexa. Cause I, yeah. like I have one of mine is named computer. So it's, you know, like Star Trek, you know, computer, do this computer, do that. Uh, and the other room it's Alexa so that the two don't uh, hear each other. Yeah. Um, but I think that'd be a cool little feature that a lot of people would get behind. Uh, but and I why think not do the Cortana too. voice too? They could do Cortana's voice on there, and True. I would be one hundred percent on board with that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, especially if if uh, Microsoft is kind of abandoning their attempt to make their own mm -hmm. uh, system like that, then yeah, partner with partner with Amazon. They got it pretty well established, and you know, if you guys are partnering, then you could be making um, Halo themed, you know, Echoes and stuff like that devices, and you know, just cross promotion and just everybody's making a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, what kind of features would you want to see like a virtual assistant help you out in your video games? So we have this one that's like, oh yeah, download this game for me. I have a couple uh, examples here. For, I'll do my first one here. Uh, Siri, cue my random battleground on World of Warcraft. So, you know, battlegrounds take about 20 minutes to cue. If I'm going to be on, I'm just making a sandwich real quick or whatever. 
be cool to have my uh, Siri, my phone, just automatically cue that for me. So when I get in, I got 10 minutes off that wait time, you know? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You have any ideas? Yeah. I, I could see people trying to use this as like a bot situation where, you know, eventually yeah. you can get Siri to go mine this material for me or go farm these, you know, pigs or something like that. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I would like to avoid getting to that extent. But it'd be really cool with kind of the social and streaming side of it where you could say, oh, that was a badass fight. Siri, you know, post my last five minutes or something like that. And so oh, she yeah. would know these are, these are the platforms that you're using that are linked to your Alexa account. You know, you're playing Halo. Let's grab the last five minute clip and post it on your yeah. whatever streaming service and stuff. So that'd be kind of that'd be kind of fun. That'd be nice because there are features like that built into the PlayStation and the Xbox, but they take you out of the game and you're trying to fiddle with it so much. I kept trying to do that, showing like cool moves I was doing on my on uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And it was mm-hmm. like, hold on, let me stop what I'm doing mid-fight because that was a really cool move. I want to share it to Twitter. And that would be really nice to just have it integrated with your Alexa devices. That'd be really good. Yeah. Or just say Alexa, go live. And it you know puts your game live streaming. I love that. Or even just w- for integrate it with Twitch because I mean, it's Amazon. Alexa, mm-hmm. clip that. And it just takes that clip from because then you yeah. can add it to your stream, whatever. Man, that is a good idea. Yeah, that's a good one. Nice like it'd be nice to be able to ask Alexa. Um, I, I mean, you could probably ask her right now, but uh, for like the top ranking players of certain games, or you know, what's the what's the latest top rated, you know, MMO or something like that, just so you know, it's all integrated into the same system. But I'm sure yeah. you could ask her those kind of questions right now, even if it's not uh, attached. But you'd be able to, you know, hey, what's the top rated game, and then access it right then and there say okay queue it up start it downloading or or order it for me kind of thing yeah let us know guys on twitter if we uh bugged you by saying alexa so much <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> right. whenever whenever you watch so I, I was watching reviews for i don't know one of these devices a long time ago whenever you watch somebody that like normally reviews alexa they always end up bleeping out the name as they're reviewing it which is a pretty mm-hmm. smart move and uh something that we did not do <laughs> so yeah i wonder that. if they're gonna if that's still such an issue, because I don't notice that when I like when the news is talking about an Alexa device uh, or something on TV, I don't notice mine responding. So I wonder if they've done something to make Alexa recognize a digital voice versus a, you know, in the room kind of voice or something like that. Yeah. Or if not, hopefully they do. But I don't think mine responds as much as it used to, at least. Yeah. Mine will respond to the wrong name all the time. So that's a problem. Like, oh, hey, Becca. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, did you need something? I'm like, no, shut up for a second. I'm recording. Yeah, she's just secretly trying to tell you you got my name wrong this whole time. Yeah, how'd you not know? I'm Becca. Come on, <laughs> read the directions. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a, a quite a few things that were announced uh, comic book wise, so we're gonna kind of shotgun through these real quick. Uh, first up, it's not on the it's not on the notes, John, because it just came out. So I'm surprising you with this first nice. one. Like it. they are making a brand new Walking Dead comic. Okay. Oh, really? really great. Yeah, awesome. Right. You know who it's starring? Clementine. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. that's dope. Okay. I'm down. Is, is it the same artist that did the earlier comic series? It looks like it is. It looks like it's still like, yeah, oh. Robert Kirkman's team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, I'm, I'm, I might have to sub to that then. I've been yeah. wanting to get like a new comic book series. It'd be nice to get comics that I could read to my son that aren't gory and stuff like that. But, eh, yeah, you, I'll find Papa's something Papa's got like his comics too. and, you know, your kid's got their, his Kirkman. Yeah. yeah. They kind of have two different files. Yeah. When he's older, I, he can read it. You got to come over to the the uh, comic book shop, the you know the old Elk Grove one that we used to always go to. I've got a new pull list mm. over there. Nice. The pull list is amazing. I go like once a month, get all the comic books that came out in a month that I will have it on my list, and then just mm. start reading. That's the way to go. Pull list is the way to yeah. go. Yeah. Well, I haven't been to Launchpad in a little while, but the, you know they're right here. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Very 
close to me, so I'll probably go check it out there. Super knowledgeable over there too. Those guys, that guy there that runs that one, I don't remember his name, but he is super knowledgeable. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you break down a little bit of who Clementine is so people can get hyped as much as you are for this? It's been a long time, uh, but so in the in the game in in um, what are the Walking Dead? Yeah, uh, Telltale game. Telltale game. There you go. Uh, she's a little girl that was lost, separated from her family, and she she gets together with this this uh, middle aged guy. I can't remember his name even. She gets with him, and he you know kind of protects her, and they're they're moving from city to city. She's trying to get back to the town that her family's from, uh, try to find her parents, and he's you know he's the the bigger protector, you know. Yeah. And um, they they you know they run into other people, other you know people join their group, and there's a lot of turmoil and stuff like that. But she's just like this. This uh, beacon of hope. She's just this sweet yeah, little brilliant. innocent, like six or seven year old little girl who's just trying to survive during a zombie apocalypse. So, you know, sometimes you'll just see her like sitting in the grass, like playing with something. And it's like, oh, it's just, a, you know, sad little girl kind of finding something to entertain herself. And you realize, you know, she's playing with like a bullet casing or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, that's like, that's the times we're living in. It's the kind of things that kids will see. And, you know, it's at least it's better than her playing with, you know, a, a rotting flesh kind of you know something gross but right right it's very iconic of what's going on and how they have to live um but she grows stronger through the, through the game and learns how to be kind of self-sufficient and, and and fight and help protect the people that she cares about yeah um i don't want to tell you what goes on with her family once they get to the town and stuff like that but it's oh, just man it's a really it's a good game i i really want them to put into a an animated series or even a live action series would be great yeah. Um, but comic at least they're a good making comic series. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it follows that, you know, that whole story, maybe elaborates on it a little bit more. Uh, but the the game did a really good job at it. I will. I, I just so those who have listened or have wa- played the game, I will mm-hmm. say the walkie talkie storyline has mm-hmm. is rocked me more than anything the Walking Dead has ever done. That walkie talkie storyline is so freaking good. Um, Man, I'm excited for this. Yeah, she becomes like more effective in the zombie apocalypse than most Walking Dead characters. She's like Michonne yeah. and Rick level uh, yeah. in her efficiency. And you wonder if that's because, you know, most of these people are just kind of, they're adults. They were an accountant or a, you know, yeah. mechanic, and then they have to learn how to survive. She grew up in this world, so she saw from the ground up how what it takes to survive. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to DC, starting May 11th, there is a new Red Hood comic that's coming to the Future State universe. Uh, you guys are familiar with Future State. It's basically like a possible future for all of our DC characters. This story is called Gotham, and uh, it's, of course, starting Red Hood uh, as he's hunting down heroes for the magistrate. So he's actually working for, like, the oppressive new government, and he's hunting down people who wear masks. So he's hunting down the vigilantes. Um, the key highlight to this book is it's actually be done, being done in the manga art style. So if you guys are familiar with the Japanese comic books, they're black and white. Um, it's kind of it's basically what anime is based off of is the mangas. So it's being done in manga art style. Jonathan, do you think first off Red Hood would make a good manga? And is there another American comic book that should get that manga treatment? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of torn about this. Growing up, I had friends that were huge into manga. That's all they would all they would read. They didn't care about American comics. Yeah. And I didn't see the the drive behind it, the big motivator like the only thing, the 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 key, I think, behind it, what makes it so great, is they're they're big. So yeah. to me, reading an American comic versus a manga is like 
binging your favorite show, Arrested Development, on uh, Netflix or having to watch each episode as it airs on live TV. Yeah. So in that aspect, yeah, you could sit there and spend two hours going through a big manga, you know, comic that has a huge arcing story. And that's great. And that that helps probably with the writing that you can, you know, you're going to be able to convey a big arcing story. You don't need to leave a hook at the end of each comic and, and have drastic, you know, uh, emotional changes real fast in each scene. Um, but I don't think that, that I don't think that translates to American comic books. So I don't know. I don't, I, I can't think of anything that I think would really benefit from being a manga. I mean, yeah. story wise, everything would benefit from that really. Cause you're, you have more time to make a wider arcing story and, and yeah. it, like we see in miniseries and stuff nowadays instead of just movies. Um, but I don't think, I don't know if people would necessarily comic book fans, American comic fans would uh, take to it very well. Yeah. The, the big benefit to me, the mangas that I have read, I have not read enough to be honest with you, but the, the things I have read is it seems like they're a little less dialogue, more action and fast, like quick cut scenes, you know, mm-hmm. a character I think that would benefit from that would be Wolverine. I think Wolverine kind of has this fast action scene, his face and, and, and even the way he expresses his body and claws. Uh, he expresses so much very quickly that you don't necessarily need him to talk much. You just say bub here and there and you're good. Um, I think Wolverine would really do well. Uh, the Wolverine movie where I don't forget, what, I forget which one it is, where he goes to Japan was fantastic. I don't know if people have watched that. I know they've probably given up on Wolverine because of the, the one that he did with the bad Deadpool and stuff. But watch that one. That is a very good Wolverine movie. And so I think Wolverine would do really well with this, with the manga style. Red Hood probably will too, because he kind of has that bad cop, good cop. He's always been the trouble Robin, you know? So uh, it'll be really cool to see how he does as a manga Red Hood. I know I'm going to at least pick up the first issue and check it out because, Hmm. I mean, it's more Batman family. So I got to check that out. The Bat family is great. So um, that is cool. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe the more like detective comics or, um, Mm Like the like the old school or like Sin City, I think that kind of stuff might look good in a manga, especially if you could do the the black, mostly black and white, and then add that red print in certain pages. That'd be uh, cool. I know, uh, yeah, Sin Sin City would probably probably pop pretty good with that. The nice thing about Sin City too is it has those uh, a lot of those like landscape shots where it's like it looks like this empty city and your your characters or a city that's full of people, but you could still feel the loneliness in it. Yeah. I can imagine that with that black and white and manga be really cool. That's a good choice. I haven't mm-hmm. thought about Sin City in so long, John. That's a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next out of DC, more Batman news. Uh, so uh, we talked about this before. DC is launching what's called Zero Point. This is a tie-in comic with Batman and uh, and his allies and the Fortnite universe. So it's a six comic run, and each issue you can get a new skin for Fortnite. Uh, the first one will be Harley Quinn, and I believe that's coming out this week. And the final one is Batman himself. I know Catwoman is in, is one of them too. I'm not sure where you're going to get hers. I'm grabbing all of these just because. I kind of was like, oh, God, I, I, you know, Fortnite getting tied into comic books. It's like, that's, you know, whatever. But I know these are going to be collectibles, so I might as well pick up anyways. More Batman stories. Okay, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't know. Jonathan, can you think of any other way to tie in video games and comic books? Like, how could these two awesome geekdoms marriage better? Yeah, I don't know. That kind of, that's kind of controversial to me. I think that's great from the (laughs) Fortnite side, right? I mean, the Fortnite fans who get, you know, a, a little comic book series that ties into their world that's cool but from the hardcore batman fans i don't think they're gonna appreciate this much i mean it's crossing a platform into maybe they're comic fans that aren't video game fans and they don't care about you know this 
little kid game Fortnite to them, you know, is, is irrelevant. So then they're like, well, that kind of contaminates. If I have a perfect Batman collection, you know, now I got to get these ones, but it's just yeah. doesn't fit the same feel of a Batman comic or something, maybe. So I don't know if I if I like that. I mean, it's not bad to to mix geekdom. Uh, I just don't I don't want it to be where I have to like like for this if I if the Batman story crosses over into a Fortnite video game and to continue with my Batman story to understand where the future comics are going and stuff. Now I have to go to my computer and play a certain game. Good I point. don't want I don't want that to be a future where we lock down and. You know, if you're watching this TV show and you really like the show, but now you got to go online and, you know, do some game online or or, or cross platforms to continue yeah. your story or else you miss out or else there's a gap in your experience. I, I just don't want to get to that point. So there might be a good version of this. I, I'm thinking of Overwatch. Uh, Overwatch gives you very little story up front. But mm-hmm. if you wanted to, there are Overwatch comic books now. Matter of fact, right now they're doing a Tracer one. Um, that are really legit comic books. They're pretty solid. And of course, you have all those amazing, you know, cinematics and stuff like that. I can't wa- stop watching. Um, all the world building is done outside of the game itself. And so if you mm-hmm. really want to know more about Overwatch, you don't go to Overwatch. You go to their comic books, their digital comic books or something like that. I wonder if that can be a benefit. Is is if video games can benefit from not having to upfront put so much information into the game and just be like, look, if you want more. Not that the game's not complete. I don't want the game to not be complete. But if you want more, here are your resources. And then we have a way of like, hey, look, um, you know, say Fortnite wanted to put more. Actually, that's a really good idea. Fortnite story. I don't know it. I don't I don't know it at all. But if you were to make it into a comic book series, that would be a really good way to explain the story and Mm -hmm. get that huge Fortnite audience into comic books and supporting those comic book shops. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think it's great to have the comics added to the game as extra content, yep. but not neither of them be dependent on each other. Um, another example that we've seen actually for a long time now is uh, books and movies. So, yeah. you know, Harry Potter, everybody loved the Harry Potter books when they came out there, a huge thing. And then the movies came out and the movies, you know, obviously have a little bit less detail than the book. But other than that, I don't think there was any point where if you didn't read the book, you don't know what's going on in the movie or vice versa. Right. They're, you know, tailored to themselves a little bit. So you miss some stuff. Everybody says, oh, yeah, you got to read the books so much better. Uh, but I don't think, you know, it's it's not that marriage where you have to have both. You can have either or not be missing out. Yeah, it would be nice if video games really video games doesn't mix well with anything. Right. The video game movies have never been really all that great. Video game TV shows. They're working on Halo one. They have been for 10 years, uh, you know, so video games doesn't play well with others. But it'd be nice if they did because it's such a great way to tell stories. That medium where you're actually participating in the story instead of just viewing it from the outside is mm-hmm. something that, I mean, some of the memories that I have of great stories are because I was there at them. And some of the moments where I was like, man, I don't know if I would have felt this emotionally if I was watching it. Here's a good one. I think it's Halo ODST. We're talking about Halo a lot in this episode, I'm <laughs> noticing. But I think it's ODST where, remember that final mission where it just tells you mm-hmm. survive and you know mm-hmm. you're not going to. <sighs> That is good. That is an emotional Man. scene right there. That is intense. Yes. And how if you were to try to put that on film, it just would not not have that impact. There's no way. Because you wouldn't be as invested as you are when you're doing the moves yeah. and you're you're fighting the battles. Yeah. And so in that part of the game, you are actually trying to survive and you're just like, you know it's fruitless, but you're just yeah. like, I have to try to it's not like like realistically, if you're to be as efficient of a human as possible, you would put your down your controller, wait for those roll credits. 
But no, you actually do fight until you're out of ammo and just surrounded, yeah. you know, and it's like, man. So we, if, I, if, there, if there was a way to retreat yeah. somewhere, you can bunker down or something. But yeah, it's just, you know, you're, you're going to die. Ah, such a good uh, game. That might have been Reach. I'm not sure. I think it might have been Reach that's that one. I have to double check. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. I think it was, yeah. I think it was Reach. Those yeah, in-between Halo a... games are really good. Hopefully people are playing those. <laughs> those yeah. are great games. Speaking of Halo, that one that was really good was uh, Red vs. Blue. You remember that? Oh, heck yeah, dude. That was hilarious. So yeah, that was one of the few times that video games translate into TV in a funny you know, yeah. way or a good way. Uh, now I'm thinking like we, we should. We, I'm surprised we don't see very much more of uh, indie, you know, people just creating their own stuff like that. You know, TikTok and things like that. Like yeah. funny video game little TV shows or something like that. It did for a hot second there. I think it's called Machima. I think that's the way you would pronounce it. Well, that's what that's what Red vs. Blue is. And, you know, Rooster Teeth, the people that made that now have a whole empire of content creators. But yeah, it was like hot for a second. I don't think it's around anymore. And I wonder if it's because people's attention is too short. Like, yeah, that's yeah, why you got to make TikTok. Red vs. Blue and you were to cut it down <laughs> to like 30 second clips yeah. and try to put it on TikTok, they might land well. But watching that whole story is what's hilarious when you're like texting the ghost that's in somebody else's body and the one guy that's in a brown out a brown suit. They're trying to figure out like, wait, what side you on? It's oh, it's it's a lot of fun, yeah. but you need the whole story for that. And you're right, people's attention spans for some reason in this you know world we live in now, you just can't get someone to sit down and watch a show or a movie consistently. Yeah, they'll watch a stream for four hours. <laughs> Somebody yeah. streaming a video game for four hours. Yeah. But yeah. Man, Red vs. Blue is really good. It's on Netflix now, too, actually. I remember I re-watched re them recently. I'm just like, these are crude. The audio is terrible because it's back <laughs> yes. in the time, you know? But, man, the jokes are still, to this day, solid as hell. Really well written. All right, Marvel's got a couple of announcements as well. Marvel has revealed the new X-Men team for the X-Men reboot comics. So this is going to have Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Rogue, Wolverine. Now, this is the X-23 version Wolverine, so his daughter and Logan. Mm -hmm. uh, Cinch. Sunfire and Polaris. Uh, Jonathan, I'm not seeing my favorite X-Men in this. Who is your favorite X-Men? Oh, man. So, I mean, from our, our, our time or whatever, our age group, I guess, uh, X2 was my favorite X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got so two well favorites. Yeah. One, both depicted well in the movie, but they can both still be done better if we put some money into some awesome X-Men movies. But uh, one of my favorite is Nightcrawler. And the way oh, he was yeah. shown in that movie. And I would love to see him tie into the new MCU when we're going magic and, you know, demons and stuff like that. Because he, he teleports through hell and comes back. And it's like, yeah, just such a they, they just depict it really well. I like the smoke around him and stuff like that when he when he goes back and forth. and Which smells of brimstone. I love that little little small thing about him. And it's just so yeah. cool. And the tattoos all have a per like he has these tattoo scars on him that are all for a thing. Yeah, they did a great and job with him in X2. Yeah, very, very the, cool. The actor did good. I love the accent that he has and everything in that. Mm -hmm. So was, that would be awesome to see him come back. Um, of course, they'd probably be recasting everybody from this at this point. Uh, and Magneto. There's nobody better than Magneto. Oh, good I mean, call. Especially in X2, him escaping from that prison. It was just the most badass X-Men scene ever. So Yeah. That, love to see him. Oh, we should do like a top five scenes from all comic book movies. That oh, has yeah. to break the top five. Oh, yeah. No Because that was so Bad at, I mean, that got Ian McClellan, who's like also Gandalf. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. We are so lucky he's on this planet while we're alive. Because, <laughs> yeah. man, that is yeah. such a badass scene. And then like an X, an X3, which isn't a great movie, I'll give you that. But 
that part where he lifts the Golden Gate Bridge, and yeah. it's just like, that's all powerful. And yeah. then Magneto, it, we just did the uh, audiobook where he ends up like using a, uh, a Sentinel's hand as his chair as he's floating through the sky. <laughs> Magneto's dope. Uh, yeah. For me, it's Gambit. I just love Gambit so much, and his, he's got that kind of um, cocky swagger. attitude, the swagger, yeah, that works yeah. really well. They've already attempted to have a Channing Tatum movie. He still says it's on a go, but nobody else does. So we'll see what happens. Um, He's just walking around in costume now, just acting yeah. it up. <laughs> I, I would love to see a, a Gambit movie. I think the reason they don't use him very quickly is because incorrect people assume he's too close to Wolverine. Their accents, I can see, you know, but everybody's like, oh yeah, he's just basically another Wolverine. He is not. He's very, very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you go into his, him and Rogue, their story, uh, there's so much there that's untouched. And you could go with the whole orphan story and uh, uh, with Storm and stuff. There's there's a lot of great stuff there. Um, I would like and to has, see some Gambit stuff. He has a very unique ability, which is really cool. A lot of people just think he he blows stuff up, but he charges things with the you know energy, Kin- kinetic yeah. kinetic energy. Yeah, so he throws it, then it can it, it, you know ignite or explode or whatever. But I mean, you could use that in so many unique ways. It's pretty cool. John, do you remember a skit we used to watch often? Um, it kind of circled amongst our friend group. And we're texting the videos to each other. Uh, Pete Holmes. Do you remember Pete Holmes skits? Where There was ones where he would fire X-Men. He would play Dr. Xavius. And he, would, he fired Angel, which is the one that got it real big. Mm-mm. Okay, well, I will link it in our Discord, guys. You guys got to check this out. It's really funny. My favorite one is when he's firing Gambit. And yeah. he's like, it's so hilarious because he's sitting there and he's like, oh, what are you going to do if you, we don't have anything? If we're not in a knickknack store and you can just start throwing things at everybody. <laughs> and he's like, well, I got the cards. What if you drop your cards? He's like, can you throw a sandwich? And, and you know, the guy's got a really great accent. He's the guy from uh, Silicon Valley. And he's like, I think I could get a good swing on a sandwich. It might get a little messy. The meat might fly out, but I could get a pretty good. And it's just so great. You guys uh, got to yeah. check that out. I'll put it in our Discord. It's a reason to join Discord so you can check out that Pete Holmes skit. Really so, good. quick question: If it's Gambit versus uh, Wolverine, if Gambit is able to grab Wolverine's blades from the backside, not the sharp side, and yeah. charge him, can he detonate his entire skeleton? Oh my god, dude! Has that been done? Mm. Oh, I'm googling that after this. Right? I think I think that is a way that somebody could defeat Wolverine. I don't know. I'm saying, man. And if it doesn't kill him, how powerful is Wolverine if he has supercharged uh, claws? Be like, you supercharge his claws. You have Colossus throw Wolverine at somebody, and he's just coming in with those claws, like ready to blow. <laughs> yeah, every time he swings, just explodes on contact. That'd be insane. Dang, we need to get a hold of somebody. We've got to write this down. That is a good idea, Jeff. I'm gonna look that up because I wonder if that's been done before. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, last bit of Marvel announcements. This is really exciting to me. I'm gonna be. I'm already adding this to my pull list. I know that for sure. It's called Amazing Fantasies. Now, if you guys are familiar with that story, that that title, that was a classic comic book run. From Marvel, it's actually where Spider-Man got his uh, first appearance. They used to do these like one-off stories back in the old, old days. I mean, first Spider-Man. They're bringing the name back for a series where some of your Marvel uh, classics have landed on the beach of a fantasy world. And there's dragons and all kinds of cool stuff. Some of the things look like it's like heavy metal um, album covers. It's like that kind of drawing. And how will they survive, essentially? Will they get back home? So let me go ahead and go over their synopsis. I'll just read a little bit of it because it's not necessarily just them in their prime. It's them in particular points of their life, which is also important. So you got Red Room Black Widow. Okay, so that's Red. That's Black Widow while she's being conditioned to be Black Widow. Teenage Spider-Man. So that's when he's first getting his abilities and he's at his most quippiest. <laughs> and then you have World War II Captain America. So Captain America before the big freeze. Okay, 
and this is the exact uh, synopsis here, uh, the most iconic versions of your favorite Marvel characters from across time and space all wake up on our island of intrigue, darkness, and amazing fantasy. Are they dead? Are they dreaming? Or have they truly been transported to another fantastical realm? And is there any way for them to return home? This isn't just a love letter to your favorite Marvel eras. It's a reinvestment in the seminal characters we've always loved, plucked from their quest, uh, quintessential time timelines. I did mess it up until the last two words. <laughs> quintessential <laughs> is a tricky word, especially when you're reading it. Saying it's not as hard as reading it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that sounds, okay. That sounds pretty cool. It's so neat, dude. And, and they, they released a few pages so you can read the pages. And Captain America, he, he like washes up on the beach. And I think it's a dragon that's coming in on him. And he just throws the shield at a dragon and then another dragon eats that dragon. It's so freaking cool. Um, my question for you. First off, are you going to check these books out? Yeah, I think so. Especially if you're getting them. Maybe we'll read them. I we can review them. I don't know. One of these days you head to the comic book shop. I'll go with you. We'll add some stuff to pull us. There you we'll, go. Yeah. We'll get things going. Um, and then we'll tweet about them too. Uh, okay, another question. Mm-hmm. What superhero do you think would do good on, in a fantasy world with dragons, knights, and whatnot? So is there is there civilization? Is this like lot or like yeah lost or uh, whatever? Is it? One of those movies there, where they have to survive on an island. There are some civilizations. There are also wild people. That's a little bit of everything. It's a mixed bag. Because hmm. I'm thinking like you know like we have Captain America. He would do great in in uh, social settings. So if he's worth yeah. the Knights of the Round Table or something like that, oh, he yeah. would totally make that work. He would unite people and you know brings out the best in humanity, which is great. But in a lost world of just dragons and dinosaurs and monsters, you want the Hulk. I mean, he will be oh king of God. the jungle. That is, he is, you know, King Kong of that island. He will take yeah. it over. So that would be, that would be pretty cool. So yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with the Hulk. I, I like that you're not like trying to get them to fit in. I like you're just like, I want something that could choke a dragon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? I mean, you got to survive. This is, this is a crazy world. And also, yeah. I, I think of, I don't think of like a, I know you guys have talked about D&D dragons where they can talk and, and have right. in-depth thoughts and stuff. I always think of dragons as like old school monster dragons. Of course, don't, of course. Don't think, don't talk. Oh man, this last D&D match, dude. So we had a dragon, just a real quick thing. Um, I needed to find a way to get past him. So I actually snuck past him. I, got, I rolled high enough to sneak past a dragon, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, come to find out he's blind, but that's still, that was pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> there was no way around it. So eventually I was like, look, I'm, he's green and he's elder and he's blind. So I thought maybe I could like, because I'm, I'm our Arco, so I can fly fast. So I'm like, let me just wake this dragon up. And so I did. Long story short, I'm now bonded to a dragon. We're BFFs. And <laughs> and he he's a green dragon, so he like breathes poison and he's kind of got druid abilities. We're kind of all waiting for him to just blow up and kill us all. Right now he's helping us solve this puzzle so we can get this relic we need. But it's like, okay, this is a problem. We don't know if this dragon's cool or not, but he does want to kill the same guy we want to kill. So mm-hmm. basically it's like Cthulhu, which is the reason he blinded himself. It was really cool. I, I got to give it to, to Richard, who's our DM. Does such a great job of setting a good story up because i'm sitting there like just real fast i'll go over this real quick a while ago i see i'm gonna just say cthulhu it makes my character crash on the ground and in my eyes hurt and stuff like that and everything like that i'm later on so many weeks months later i'm talking to this dragon the dragon says oh i'm blind because i plucked my eyes out when i was fighting this one creature i put two and two together like wait a minute there's a creature that i hurt my eyes so then we bonded over that and said we're after him we're actually trying to kill him and so now we're, uh, it's really cool. We're working together and stuff. I'm, it's really neat. Freaking mm. D&D is a lot of fun, man. <laughs> I need, yeah. And if anybody's interested, you guys stream that every time you guys play, right? 
We do. That is Friday nights, guys. If everybody shows up, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. hard because while I love our DM, he also has a family and kids, and that does take his time. So Those, we, we we understand. Family and kids get in the way. I'm learning that. <laughs> <laughs> Just, kidding. Just kidding. Love you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm over here like, dog, shut up. Okay, good. No, we're good. Let's keep recording. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. Though. I, I I do. I got to get in on that at some point, or get another group together and start D and D, but. It we'll seems do. like it'd be a lot of fun to be a, a dungeon master. It's just, I'm sure, a lot of work. I mean, it'd be cool oh, to yeah. write these these epic journeys, yeah. but yeah, I couldn't imagine how much work, how long that takes to create it. Yeah, he's been doing this for like 15 years or something like that. So he has, like, he's pretty quick on changing the story up, which is, I think, the main thing. Yeah. Uh, but he has done an Avatar D&D one time. Ooh, And he's describing that cool. as like, okay, uh, Earth Nation all day. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, oh, that'd be dope. Uh, my pick to survive on this uh, fantasy world is Tim Drake. Tim Drake is one of the Robins, and he's probably the he he has been called a better detective than Batman, and mm -hmm. so I think somebody that wise would like Sherlock Holmes around. I know Sherlock Holmes isn't from Fantasy World, but mm -hmm. he would be so smart that I think he would make himself out to be the new Merlin, uh, like Merlin or something like that. Like he would actually thrive in that world just because he's so intelligent that like if I were to be put back into the past and I'd be like, trust me, guys, cell phones exist. This is what they can do, and they're like, okay, we'll make one. Like, that's not a thing. I just know how to use one. Yeah. Tim Drake could make one and then show them. Like, he would be the next step up from me. <laughs> so, uh, Tim Drake would kick ass back. That'd be really cool. Nice. I like it. All right. Uh, last bit we're going to be talking about, we're going to do a follow-up on a story we did a few weeks ago. Jonathan was with me when we did this. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about Ludwig's marathon stream. Well, he finally has concluded. We talked about this when he was like two weeks in, maybe. Not even that, maybe. Uh, well, after 31 days, Ludwig has finished his stream. Uh, what a trooper. 31 days nonstop on camera. I could not do it. He broke uh, Tyler uh, Blevins' record, which is Ninja. If you guys aren't familiar, that's Ninja from uh, Fortnite and whatnot. Uh, broke his record for the amount of subscribers. Not only that, is during the stream, he's like, look, I have a lot of attention right now. Let's try to make this a good thing. He actually raised $350,000 just for charities. It's not including the money he made for himself. He just raised that for charities. So really cool move from Ludwig's part. Of course, the follow-up, question is will you do this again he said no he doesn't want to cheapen this experience he won't get this magic again if you do a sequel and he compares it to hangover he says hangover one beautiful movie wonderful hangover two and three ruined the entire franchise and he didn't want to do that again so um he won't be doing this again jonathan this was a huge success do you think this will become a new fad in the future i i hope so and i'm i was thinking as you're saying that this is a perfect opportunity instead of him saying I don't want to do it ever again. I would put it out to everybody else. I challenge all of you to go out and do the same thing. I raised 350,000 for charity. We, yeah. you know, our community raised 350,000 for charity. I challenge you to beat that. Do more. And yes. see who else is going to go on there. You can't I did 31 days. Can you do 40 days or 50 days and yeah. you know, choose your favorite charity and make it happen. Like that that would be really awesome. Put that out there as an open challenge to everybody else. I like that idea. Not only make the challenge of how many days, but how much money can you raise for charity? Because mm -hmm. I don't think he had that thought when he went in on it. I didn't see it in the beginning anyways. Might have been there. But the idea, like tying this in with charity, you're already making the money from the subs. That was already a huge part of it. The guy made at least 500000 from what I did calculations on. Mm -hmm. uh, and then an extra three hundred fifty for charity. Uh, what a cool move. And I like that idea. Like raise the stakes, you know? Yeah. Sometimes these Twitch streamers do step up and donate quite a bit. Ninja himself has donated 250000 recently um, for the Fall Guys skin. So I think that's pretty cool. That would be a really good way to do it. And I, I could see this being done and very done very successfully by just some of like low-key celebrities. 
yeah. uh, or or even high key, like I could totally see somebody like Jack Black doing this. It'd be oh, amazing. Man. And the fact that you know, so maybe some celebrities or actors would want to bring attention back to them because they got a new movie or show coming out or something like that. They want to kind of get their name out there again. That'd be great. And you know, doing it for charity. Actors and celebrities have been on you know game shows and stuff in the past, earning money for charities. So I think it's a great avenue and great pr for them and stuff like that so like, this is this is kind of the new platform or one of the yeah. new platforms to be seen on um so hopefully people take that idea and run with it god i would totally watch jack black all day yeah. every day uh, he's hilarious kevin hart too i know we just yeah. both were rewatched jumanji recently so <laughs> yeah. those are hot <laughs> right now but um henry cavill building his pc he got a lot of viewers on that so do that build a new pc donate it to a local school and raise money. How that would be awesome if we just saw him like pumping out PCs and giving yeah. them to schools. That'd be so cool. Uh, yeah. I just found out sadly, sad news about Harry Cavill. He's an alliance player. I found out, not a horde player. So uh, well we ever. need a new Superman. Guys, write in with your new Supermans, preferably <laughs> horde players. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but because he was wearing like during the pandemic, he's been wearing a World of Warcraft mask, and it's like, oh, that's cool, you know. And then I come and find out he's alliance. So I was like, okay, well, I hope Dark Side wins. Um, that's a shame <laughs> all right <laughs> all right guys that is it for us this week we appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh we have the next push to talk is gonna be really exciting we're talking with tyler the esports coach that's what we call him around here tyler the esports coach uh he is partnering with somebody else they're gonna be starting their own retro tournament uh here in the local area we're gonna be helping him out with that and we're gonna be d- discussing the uh the entire tournament with him and we're really excited about talking to him about it so the next push to talk will be out next week and then of course check out the stream we're streaming all week long we have sloops on our patreon so a bunch of content coming from geek freaks thank you guys for joining us bye thank you for joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week Thank you.